We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football gets a big-time playmaker back for 2023 and two new coaching hires for the Ducks. Those are the topics on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. We're back like we never left. What's going on, Oregon fans? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Appreciate you taking some time out of your day to tune in and take some time to talk some duck football. A couple of reminders just before we get into today's episode. Make sure to take a quick second out of your day, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Make sure to subscribe there, and then you can also find us on your podcasting platform of choice. With all that being said, let's break it down on what is a cold and windy day here in Long Beach, California. Definitely can't compare to the snow that uh, Oregon's been getting recently, but we've definitely been getting plenty of rain. I don't know if you guys saw uh, some of my Twitter updates that I put out over the weekend. I was at a, a camp out in Encino that was just, you know, dumping rain, just massive puddles spanning the entire side, both sidelines of the field. Not the ideal day for a quarterback camp, but it was still great to get out to the throw to win camp, um, throw to win throwdown, I should say. Uh, Demon Reister, the uh, MVP, King of the West, uh, from that event. But let's get into today's episode. Got a couple of big topics to discuss. We're going to be starting off talking about Treshawn Holden, the Oregon wide receiver. This has been a, a kind of an ongoing story uh, in the back half of February. Treshawn Holden was uh, was arrested, uh, but he was arrested, and then all charges have since been dropped, and he has been released. And Dan Lanning has announced uh, through a statement that uh, Treshawn Holden is reinstated to the team, so he's going to be with the Ducks now in 2023 after previously being dismissed on account of those charges. But new information came in, uh, and all those charges were dropped. And Lanning released the following statement, quote, following the release of new information from the Lane County District Attorney's Office, student athlete Treshawn Holden has been reinstated to the Oregon football team. We will always take allegations of this nature very seriously. 
However, when new information is provided by authorities, such as in this instance, disciplinary action will be reevaluated and adjusted when appropriate. End quote. That coming from Oregon head coach Dan Lanning in February, with Treshawn Holden being reinstated and joining the team. Rejoining the team, I should say, because Treshawn Holden was already enrolled and uh, you know going through workouts with the team before uh, initially being dismissed, but he's back now in 2023. So we are going to uh, kind of just talk a little bit about what this means. You know, similar kind of lines as kind of what we talked about when he initially committed. But this is big news for the Ducks because Treshawn Holden is was is a projected starter for the Oregon offense in 2023. This is a wide receiver room that is really, really loaded with talent. Troy Franklin comes back in 2023 after his best season as a duck. You know, his story, he started uh, at kind of late later on in the 2021 season as a true freshman. The, the Ducks were not a passing offense by any stretch of the imagination in 2021 under Mario Cristobal. But um, in 2022, it was a different story. You know, revitalized Bo Nix, balanced offensive attack, deep ball is back in play. And Troy Franklin was a huge part of that. So Troy Franklin's obviously where the story starts at wide receiver. But then last year, it was Chase Coda as the number two. And he has exhausted his college eligibility. So he's not with the team anymore, clearly, in 2023. So that left the uh, the Ducks with a little bit of a void, with a need for some experience and some production at wide receiver. And that is part of what Treshawn Holden brings. Three seasons at Alabama, redshirted as a true freshman in 2020, but played the last two seasons for the Crimson Tide. And he brings some solid production with him from Tuscaloosa to Eugene. He was a guy that I remember interviewing, actually, when he was coming out of Narbonne High School in the 2020 class, was high on Oregon then. And then after he entered the transfer portal, obviously he circled back around to the Ducks, and now he's playing for the Ducks in 2023. He also brings some good size to the table, you know, in that 6'3", 215-pound range. So uh, that, again, kind of helps some of that need with uh, just kind of the physical stature that Chase Coda brought. I think any wide receiver coach will tell you that you kind of want a little bit of variety uh, in your room, right? Troy Franklin is kind of 6'2", 6'3", but he's he's pretty slight of frame, at least compared to Holden. Uh, so Holden kind of gives you that big-bodied pass catcher, a uh, guy that can kind of go up with those 50-50 balls and, and just kind of out-physical the defenders. But at the same time, let's not kid ourselves, he's not the only guy in that wide receiver room that can do that. And I'm talking about Kyler Casper as someone who can also kind of bring a similar skill set to Oregon's offense. He's the tallest wideout on the team, six foot six, right around 200 pounds, just a freak athlete coming out of high school in Arizona. He reclassified from 2023 to 2022. So he actually got to college a year early. And that's obviously a big transition for anybody to make. But he ended up taking a red shirt as a true freshman in 2022. I have him billed as someone that I think could be a major breakout star for the Oregon Ducks in 2023 because that wide receiver room has a lot of you know good veteran experience with Troy Franklin, Treshawn Holden, who we're talking about. Chris Hudson uh, is the returning slot uh, slot receiver for the Ducks from 2022. Tez Johnson comes over from Troy, and, and you know maybe he's going to try to shake some things up there at that slot receiver position. You know, 5'10", 150 pounds, definitely a very light guy. Going to need to put on some weight, but he was one of the highest graded PFF wide receivers in all of college football last year. So Tez Johnson arrives in Oregon, and 
And, you know, he's going to try to stake his claim and, and get into a starting spot or at least in a rotational spot for the Ducks. You know, of course, that he uh, if you follow this recruitment for Tez Johnson, he is the adopted brother of Bo Nix. So they played together in Pinson, Alabama during their high school year. So they have that chemistry. I'm sure it's been great to rekindle that and um, just get back to those old days. So Oregon's wide receiver room is definitely getting a boost, obviously, with this Treshawn Holden news with him rejoining the team. He announced over social media the other day that he's going to be wearing number five for the Ducks this upcoming season. That was a number that was previously worn by Sean Dollars, the running back who has since transferred to Nevada. So we're getting a little bit more development on kind of what the future uh, of Oregon's wide receiver room looks like. And, you know, just the team overall, I'm sure we'll get more numbers as spring football starts later this month. We don't have a start date for Oregon football just yet in the spring practices, but you know how it works. You kind of have 15 allotted practices, workouts, um, you know, kind of varying levels of contact. Um, I think from what we've heard previously is that they're going to start, Oregon's going to start spring practice in March, and then they're going to break for spring break. And then they'll have a bulk of those practices after spring break leading up to, of course, the spring game on April 29th. Uh, some other cool news uh, for uh, just, you know, that April time frame that I thought I could sprinkle in here real quick. The Elite 11 recently announced their uh, regional camp schedule for the upcoming spring. And Eugene, Oregon is going to be getting the stop. The Elite 11 regional camp stops in Eugene on April 30th. That's a Sunday, just the day after Oregon's spring game. So definitely a, a lot of uh, recruiting potential, right, with the spring game being the marquee recruiting event for Oregon on pretty much any calendar year. A lot of talent going to be coming in for that. And then obviously you have the chance to parlay that with the Elite 11 the next day on April 30th. Uh, so if you're a Duck fan and you're in Eugene, Definitely you want to make it out to the spring game, but there's uh, some opportunity to go to the Elite 11 uh, in Eugene that very next day. Um, let's see what else we got here. I'm just kind of trying to see what other notes we have that we haven't maybe already talked about with regard to Treshawn Holden. Um, you know, I, I obviously think this is a big addition again, right? Uh, this is a big news for Oregon just with, with the growth that they want to have in their offense. This is obviously good news for Will Stein, who enters his first year as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach in Eugene under Dan Lanning, taking over for Kenny Dillingham after he took the job at Arizona State. So if you can bring veterans onto your team, you know, guys that have produced at a, a pretty high level, you know, he wasn't a showstopper, you know, can't miss talent at Alabama, but he did his thing over there and he brings some good, good production with him um, playing out in the SEC. So that's some big news there. You also have Justice Lowe from the 2022 class who redshirted along with Kyler Casper. Uh, Josh Delgado is another guy who's been around Oregon for a while but hasn't really carved out too big of a role. So even though Oregon's wide receiver room really looks a lot different than it did in 2022, right? You lose Seven McGee, you lose Dante Thornton, Isaiah Crocker, Isaiah Brevard. That's a lot of movement in one offseason, uh, but most of that production for the duck fortunately for the ducks is still in that room still in eugene and looking to make an impact on this team in 2023 so that's big other uh news that we can kind of pass along here uh on the wide receiver front i remember when uh when holden was initially dismissed we had talked about kind of uh maybe oregon goes back to the transfer portal which reopens in may that's the next window maybe they go back to the transfer portal to look for another option or two at wide receiver. 
and it looks like there could be some more reinforcements coming or at least visiting uh, as the recruiting dead period has now ended and recruits transfer portal players are able to take visits once again. News coming out on Wednesday, March 1st from uh, Scott Schrader of uh, On3, uh, their USC site, uh, WeRSC. Gary Bryant, the former USC wide receiver, plans to visit Oregon on March 16th. Uh, Gary Bryant, if you guys don't know about him, he's a former high four-star All-American wide receiver out of Corona Centennial High School out here in the Inland Empire in Southern California. He was a guy who had an Oregon hat on the table. Oregon was a finalist in his recruitment. Big-time speedster guy, redshirted last year at USC. Didn't do a whole lot for the Trojans' offense while he was there, but that's a significant development that Gary Bryant is going to be uh, visiting Oregon. At least there's reports for it right now. I'm working on uh, confirming that one myself. But that's significant news for the Ducks because – it just goes to show you again in this era of the transfer portal, you know, we saw it with Treshawn Holden, um, you know, a guy who was interested in Oregon, heavily recruited by Oregon, didn't end up with the Ducks coming out of high school, but you keep that relationship going. You kind of stay in the picture. You stay relevant. I think that's another big thing too, right? You know, just staying relevant, being competitive, winning games, and then look what they're doing at the wide receiver spot under junior Adams. I think those are all factors that help you kind of stay in the picture for if and when guys hit the transfer portal and you got to be ready to recruit at the drop of a hat. So Gary Bryant was definitely a highly touted recruit and I'm sure he'd be a, a very welcome addition for Oregon uh, in a room that um, has a good mixture of talent and, uh, and returning presence with veterans. But um, you know, if a guy like Gary Bryant wants to join, I think that you're definitely going to listen to him and uh, see if, uh, if you guys can, you know, work something out and, you know, find the right fit in that new Will Stein offense. You can always have more speed, more more size, more playmaking ability. So we'll have to continue monitoring that story. I want to say that there's, in that report, there was also talks of him going to visit Texas A&M. I know that Arizona and Miami were a couple of other schools that had been involved in the former USC wide receivers recruitment. So make sure that you stay tuned in there to uh, kind of follow those developments. You can follow me on Twitter at mtorissports. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. All right, just taking a, a little t- sip of some tea, and we are rolling right along here on the Ducks Dish podcast, continuing with the news, continuing talking about the Ducks. Earlier on this week, Dan Lanning and Oregon football made a pair of new hires, new additions to the coaching staff for the 2023 season. So we're going to go ahead and break them down, give you some of my thoughts, and talk about why I like both of the hires Um just after kind of researching them and, and, and getting to know them um, as they are joining landing staff here with spring ball right around the corner. So good timing on these hires, right? You want to ideally get that whole coaching staff filled out before you return to action, before you return to the field, get them up to speed on the playbook, get them up to speed with the players, build those relationships. That's so important as we know in college football or any level of football, uh, get them up to speed on the scheme particularly important for for Will Stein and that offense, seeing that, you know, he's a new coordinator, but they do have some schematic continuity with Tosh LePoy and Dan Lanning on the defensive side of the ball. Both these new hires, one on offense, one on defense. Let's break them down. The first coach that I want to talk about of the two is Mike Cavanaugh. Mike Cavanaugh has been hired as the new Oregon assistant offensive line coach and You'd be hard-pressed to find a guy that is more experienced along the offensive line anywhere in the country than Mike Cavanaugh. He brings 30-plus years of experience coaching the position with him to Eugene, to the offense, to the offensive line room. He was previously the offensive line coach at Arizona State last year, and then he had previous stops at Syracuse and Nebraska. Those are some of the, the most notable stops uh, that he has had in his career. Also, Oregon State, so he's familiar with the state of Oregon, with the Pac-12, clearly. Um, also coached at Hawaii, and this is kind of interesting, an interesting kicker with him joining uh, you know, Alik Terry's offensive line crew. Mike Cavanaugh actually coached Adrian Clem while Clem was uh, playing for him at Hawaii. We all know, of course, Adrian Clem was the previous offensive line coach at Oregon, and he during the offseason, took a job with Bill Belichick on the New England Patriots staff to help coach their offensive line. So that's kind of a cool, cool little parallel, cool little uh, nugget. Um, And then you also have Mike Cavanaugh. He uh, spent some time working with the San Diego Chargers as an assistant offensive line coach and uh, quality control analyst. So you have a guy that has a wealth of experience throughout a bunch of different levels of football, obviously college, in the Pac-12, in the Big Ten, um, that's big. And then you also have him with some NFL experience, which is honestly, I think, something that's really invaluable with coaches, right? Because so many times when I'm talking to recruits, I ask them, what's the what's the most important factor in your recruitment? You know, what boxes are you looking for a school to check? And nine times out of 10, when they're listing these factors, development is one of them. And what are you going to get with a guy like Mike Cavanaugh? Development, development, development because he's a guy who has been around the position, coached the position at the highest level. So he's going to be able to sit down with recruits. You know, he's not going to recruit maybe like a typical assistant will, uh, you know, like an offensive line coach, like a safeties coach, quarterbacks coach, what have you, uh, offensive coordinator. But he's still going to be able to, you know, get into those team meetings, those positional meetings when guys come out to Eugene, which is going to be happening this weekend, right, with the dead period over. And he's going to help make Oregon more appealing when it comes to, you know, the recruiting destination. 
uh, being a recruiting destination and a destination for elite offensive linemen because we saw that happen with Mario Cristobal, with Alex Mirabal when they were on staff. You know, they helped get Panay Sewell and develop him into probably the best offensive lineman that Oregon has ever seen. Uh, he's dominating in the NFL now. And then when both of those guys left to go to Miami, I mean, the, the standard was still high, right? I wrote about this before Aleek Terry got hired. I said that whoever Oregon hires as their next offensive line coach is going to have big shoes to fill in Eugene. And I'm, I already had a whole podcast talking about why I liked the Aleek Terry hire, but there's been a lot of movement along this uh, offensive line, um, you know, coaching staff, right? Um, just to get back to a previous point there with the elite, a destination for elite offensive linemen that kept right on rolling after Cristobal and Mirabal left, right? Uh, Dan Landing gets hired, brings on Adrian Clem, and they sign the nation's number one offensive tackle in 2022 in Josh Connerly Jr. He's an absolute contributor, you know, not in a massive way, but he played, definitely burned that red shirt. He played in a lot of games as a true freshman at Oregon, and he's going to probably be, you know, a, a mainstay along the offensive line for years to come now. So that's a big name. And then before Adrian Clem left, you had to look at all the high school guys that he signed, Lipe Mawala, uh, Iapani Laulaulu, Bryce Bolton, to name a few. But I think what really, you know, you're looking at the impact with Adrian Clem, he brought in two really highly touted transfer portal offensive linemen in Rhode Island's Ajani Cornelius to help man down probably the right tackle spot. And then you have Junior Angelau from Texas, former big-time recruit out of Utah, uh, pretty pretty distinguished guy, but he didn't really. I don't think he played at all in the 2022 season because he was injured. But he is going to be a force along the interior, and those are two big additions, right? Because Oregon loses a lot of its starting offensive line with with Sala, Walk, Forsyth, Bass. All those guys are going to give their give a give the NFL a shot with the NFL scouting combine this week. They're all invited to that, and that's kicking off on Thursday. I want to say. So those were all huge additions, and um, I think that Oregon, especially with the guys that they're in play for, uh, Brandon Baker, Isendria Fua in the 2024 class, those are some top West Coast guys with Baker at Modern Day and Afua at O'Day in Seattle. Those are two guys that have high Oregon interest, and Elite Terry needs to make those guys a priority on the recruiting trail now that he uh, has joined the staff. But kind of the other point I was getting at with, with Mike Cavanaugh and all that experience I just feel like this just makes the elite Terry hire, you know, better, right? I think that you bring on the guy like Mike Cavanaugh and he's going to really be able to mentor elite Terry because even though elite Terry is super, super young, I mean, the guy is hardly older than me. I talked about that on a previous episode, but even though elite Terry is, is so young, it's not like he doesn't have any experience. He's been at Oregon before, got mentored by Cristobal and Mirabal had his own offensive line room at Hawaii. You know, I'm not saying that Hawaii is a, a blue blood program. It's not like an, it's an amazing school by any means, but he has run his own offensive line before. Uh, and then he was going to be back at Oregon and ended up in the NFL ranks, uh, helping out with the defensive line with the Vikings. But I think that Mike Cavanaugh, someone who's been an offensive line coach with his own room for so long, developed a, a bunch of guys. Um, I think that he's going to pair really nicely with Alik Terry, who, um, you know, has really just hit the ground running since joining the Oregon staff as the new offensive line coach, both on the field with workouts, workouts on the field and uh, on the recruiting trail as well. But the other little uh, note that we have to hit on here with the offensive line position is uh, Vianney Telemivau, the former GA at Oregon. Um, he was working with the offensive line. 
he was a, a guy that, uh, you know, I had known a little bit about, but the more I just, you know, heard about him was just hearing great things, great returns from, from parents, from, from, uh, you know, sources at Oregon, uh, on that staff. And he, this off season was named the offensive line coach at Northern Arizona university. And then, uh, earlier this week, a uh, report from Matt Zenit said that Stanford was going to name him their next offensive line coach. And, uh, I, and I was talking to, um, you know, an, uh, another source kind of in the high school football scene and the recruiting scene that was saying that he thought that, uh, Oregon should have hired coach V coach Viana as their next offensive line coach, because he was that much of a game changer. And, you know, so many recruits were just hitting it off with him, but I'm still really excited about this elite Terry hire, but, uh, crazy about all the connections you have with the uh, offensive line position and Oregon, especially this week. All right, so we're moving right along, and now let's talk about the second hire that Oregon made on Dan Lanning's coaching staff. I hope I don't butcher this pronunciation, but uh, Brian Michalowski was hired as the new inside linebackers coach for Oregon football. He takes over for Jake Long, who uh, coached up the inside backers last season, just one year on Dan Lanning's staff before rejoining Nick Saban, uh, and the Alabama Crimson Tide on that coaching staff over in Tuscaloosa. But that's a big, uh, this is a big hire for Dan Lanning because I think the inside linebackers were a group that, uh, you know, most of that defense needed a lot of work. But this, <clears throat> excuse me, this group in particular, you know, obviously needed some work, you know, rushing the passer. And then obviously in coverage over the middle, Oregon was getting ripped to shreds for a lot of this season. But I think it's really hard to to isolate any one group too much with Oregon's defense last year because they all had, you know, shortcomings and defense in particular, you really need those groups working in tandem, right? You can't have good pass coverage if you don't have a good pass rush, you know, vice versa. So let's talk a little bit about Brian Michalowski. Uh, he and Dan Lanning go way back, right? For a lot of these hires, when you're trying to figure out who's going to be the guy you oftentimes don't really need to look that much farther than, you know, the coaching tree or, you know, Look at the coaches, look at the coaching staffs that, you know, Lanning was at, at his various stops and who else was on those coaching staffs. You know, who, who's someone that's maybe a little bit more realistic as far as already being in the West coast or being in the PAC 12, probably a little bit easier to pull guys away from those schools, right? Oregon's obviously much more high profile than Oregon state, even though Oregon state beat them last year, just in terms of where we're talking about the grand scheme of college football, the college football picture. But, um, yeah, Michalowski and Landing go way back. They were together on the same staffs at Georgia, at Memphis, at Arizona State. But Michalowski previously coached the uh, linebackers and was a defensive quality control guy at Oregon State. Also worked with the backers at Colorado in 2020. And he was even a defensive coordinator in the German Football League. And in that one year, that he was the defensive coordinator, the team improved in pretty much every statistical category on defense. So he's a guy that you can bring in and, you know, you know, you're going to get some change, hopefully for the better. Right. But uh, he has a pretty good, uh, pretty good background. And I think that I think about those days when Landy and the Michalowski were both at Georgia, um, you know, Georgia wasn't as dominant as they are now, but Kirby smart was still running the ship, right? He was still captaining the ship. So, Michalowski knows that championship blueprint. He knows what it takes to get to the apex of the sport or to be one of the best programs, one of the best teams in the sport because he was 
with Kirby Smart, who you know a lot of people view as one of the best college football coaches right now in the entire sport. So I think that's big, not only from the on-field standpoint, but again, with the recruiting standpoint. And I think that that kind of gets into one of my other points. I'm really intrigued by this hire because I see a bunch of recruiting upside. And you could probably say this with most coaches that come to Oregon, that there is a lot of recruiting upside. But with Michalowski in particular, I, I kind of see it maybe being similar to a Junior Adams situation. You know, Junior Adams was doing his thing uh, at Washington, obviously kind of hangs his hat on Cooper Cup and uh, coaching him up, developing him at Eastern Washington. He had some good receivers at Washington too and was a good recruiter. But when he got to Oregon, when Junior Adams got to Oregon, this dude took it to a whole nother level, whole nother level. You know, going to get Chase Coda, going to get Caleb Chapman, who has since transferred from Oregon to Incarnate Word. Uh, he didn't really do much at Oregon. Went to get Casper, Jurion Dickey in 2023, Treshawn Holden, Ashton Kozart in 2023. Um, just a Justice Lowe as another guy. So I just think that when you already bring in a good coach, someone who has a good experienced background, someone who knows the ins and outs of recruiting, you bring them into Oregon, they have that Nike they have that Oregon O behind them. They have that brand. They have the the history that the program has, albeit more recent history, right? It's not like a blue blood program. When you bring a new coach in, a young coach that's hungry and and you know pretty pretty distinguished, I'd say you know some some good uh, coaching stops like Michalowski here and like Adams. I think that this is a guy who is just so ready to take off on the recruiting trail. Um, because now that he has his own position group, you know, he's going to be able to go out on the road. He's going to be able to go evaluate in the spring evaluation period. He's going to be in Eugene probably this weekend if he's not already there, right? Corvallis is 45 minutes away from, from Eugene. He's going to be on campus this weekend, and, and maybe they, they're able to get some, some linebackers in there and say, hey, this is our new guy. This is why he's so great. This is what you need to know about him. This is what he's going to be able to do for you. So I'm really excited about this Michalowski hire because uh, because it, so many of Lenny's hires have been young guys this offseason, aside, of course, from from Kavanaugh, who's super experienced. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, and I bet Michalowski's excited too, right? I think that he has a, a pretty solid room to work with. Obviously, the inside linebackers lose Noah Sewell from 2022. He was the most productive and most effective linebacker on Oregon's team for the past three years that he was at Oregon. Uh, three and done guy. Um but uh, this is a group that still has plenty of talent. You've seen a lot of change this offseason with a lot of transfers, but you got a couple of good pieces coming back, most notably Jeffrey Bassa, who returns from the 2020 and sorry, from the 2021 and 2022 seasons. He's got two seasons at backer underneath his belt. He's got to be more comfortable at that position by now. Obviously, you would think since coming in to Oregon as a safety originally. Um, but you have those two guys who come back from last year. And then you have Justin Jacobs, the Iowa transfer. You know, he projects as probably a plug-and-play starter. Maybe it'll be him and Bossa is kind of my guess right now. You also have Connor Soley, who uh, comes over from Arizona State, another talented linebacker transfer that I think is a little bit underrated looking at the bigger scheme of Oregon's defense. And then you have a couple of really talented, promising young linebackers in that room. You got Devin Jackson, uh, who was an All-American out of Nebraska in 2022. And then you have Harrison Taggart, who comes over from Draper, Utah, Corner Canyon High School, another you know powerhouse program in, in the Western United States. Uh, that's where the, the Ducks found Jackson Powers Johnson, the uh, offensive lineman 
a couple years ago in 2021. So those guys are young and hungry. They have a year under their belt after taking a red shirt. Um, they're super fast. I know that their quickness and, you know, lateral, their ability to change directions, lateral quickness was uh, some or some of their biggest traits. So this is a room that uh, Michalowski inherits that has a lot of talent and uh, some good experience to work with. You know, you're not, you're not entering a room where these guys haven't played any football there. It is a young room overall, I will say for sure. But um, you still have some guys that have played some good football for the Ducks under their belt and uh, some guys that bring some other experience over from you know different conferences or different schools, right, with Jacobs and, and Soli. Jacobs is one of the best pieces of that Iowa defense. Um, next to Jack Campbell, I want to say his name was the other big-time linebacker for the Hawkeyes. So, um, so Jacobs kind of got swept under the rug or, you know, maybe people didn't know about him as much, but – he got highlighted the other day. I meant to write it that he got highlighted as one of the best draft prospects at Oregon for 2024, just in terms of his athleticism, his, his upside, um, his coverage ability, his physicality, uh, how he can move at, I want to say like 6'3", 240 pounds. Um, I think that draft analysts are excited about Justin Jacobs being a linebacker at Oregon because of the guys he's going to get to work with. Obviously you have Mitchellowski now, but you have Tosh LePoy, Dan Lanning. Those are guys who have kind of made their, made their living coaching the linebacker position and getting those guys to the NFL. So I think that the, you know, the, the upside and potential for Justin Jacobs with the staff that Oregon has is, is definitely there. Um, so I'm super excited about Mitchellowski. Uh, last note that I want to say for him, you know, I think he was originally born in, in Morristown, New Jersey, but he, he moved to Arizona and uh, played for Notre Dame High School out in Scottsdale. Uh, so this is a guy, another coach at Oregon who has Arizona ties. Um, we know about Jordan Somerville, who's from Arizona. A couple other members of that staff are from Arizona. We saw how important the state was, obviously, when Kenny Dillingham was at Oregon. Um, we saw three signees for Oregon come from Arizona in the 2023 class. Two of them are already on campus with Mikel Gardner and Cole Martin. Uh, Amari Washington is the next guy that's going to be joining them. Big time defensive lineman uh, whose coach told me he thought he should have been an All-American uh, in 2023. So Arizona is going to be a very, very important state for Oregon on the recruiting trail. And Michalowski is only going to help them take it to another level and succeed on the recruiting trail as the 2024 class is on the clock now. So big, big news for the Ducks with Treshawn Holden and these two new coaches that got hired for the ducks we're going to make sure to try to keep you up to date on all things oregon ducks here on the ducks dish podcast particularly oregon football and oregon football recruiting you know how we like to get down on the ducks dish podcast if you guys haven't already do me a favor and make sure to lock in with me on twitter at m sports is the best and quickest way to get my updates and then make sure to like comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to or viewing the ducks dish podcast appreciate you guys so much for taking some time out of your day to tune in and talk some ducks with me. Appreciate all the ongoing support. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.